Welcome everyone to the Cup of Coffee podcast with me, your host, Tom Dillon. This is usually recorded live at our weekly online meeting and broadcast around the world. However, we lent our support to the wonderful Howard Kane and Kathy Bradley over at Asana Connected for their Wealth and Property Summit on Saturday the 3rd of April. There were several superb speakers on the day, and so as a special treat, we're hosting some of those over here as podcasts in their own right. Enjoy. So first up, we've got the rather wonderful Kieran Toner. Since starting in 2010, uh, Kieran with uh, Kieran and wife Dawn have built businesses across the property market uh, through a wide range of strategies. They are the um, uh, founders of Kiba Property Solutions. Alongside Property, Kieran brings a lifetime of teaching and coaching extreme sports uh, to the highest level. And as a property coach and mentor, Kieran will be exploring some of the key issues around property, money and wealth. Good morning, Kieran. Good morning, Tom. Thank you very much. Financial freedom, I've changed the title last minute, but myth or mindset. So, um, Tom, firstly, thank you very much for that introduction. Um, it's my pleasure, my privilege to kick off today, I suppose, uh, and jump straight into this. So is it a myth or is it all down to your mindset and your approach to financial freedom property? So just a little bit about me. Tom's kind of covered it all. I started back in 2010. I knew nothing. Prior to that, I taught windsurfing on the beaches of... Europe and Africa and snowboarding in the mountains. I did not come from an investment background, a property background. I started from absolute scratch. Um, but I've been full-time in property since 2012. Um, so it kind of took just about two years to kind of get enough in place to sort of make this a, a full-time gig for me. Uh, and then since then, we've obviously we've expanded and we've grown. And we've got uh, quite a diverse portfolio, cash flow portfolio, which is key. Um, we've got single lets, so they're Properties rented out to families as their long-term home. For any of you new to the market, we've got a or new to property, we've got a portfolio of HMOs. These are houses of multiple occupation where properties rented by the room. We've got a service accommodation business in our hometown of Chester, and that's property that's rented by the night. So Airbnb, booking.com, that side of things. And we've got several commercial conversions on the go and in the pipeline. Uh, converting to residential property to add value and create more homes for, for people to live in. Um, but today's not about me. I just want to kind of give you a, a little brief introduction. I want to start off and ask you guys a question. Is it possible for you to become financially free and design a life on your terms? So you sat at home right now watching this. Is it possible for you to become financially free? design a life on your own terms. I'm going to leave you to ponder that. So how did I get into property? What made me start? Well, I was at a networking event back in 2009. And somebody that I didn't know, but I perceived to be quite successful at the time, asked me a question. And the question this guy asked me was this. It was, if you lost your job tomorrow and something happened so you couldn't work, how long could you survive? Hmm. And that kind of hit me like a bit of a steam train. I started asking loads of questions. It was, okay, how much do I earn? How much are my outgoings? How much savings have I got? How long did they last? How much debt have I got? Probably the same questions you're asking yourself now. Have I got any, any other sources of income? I didn't. Up until that point, all I ever did was trade my time for money. So I wanted more money. I went and worked more hours. I tried to get paid a bit more. Um, probably quite familiar to a lot of people. So if you lost your job tomorrow and something happened, how long could you survive? So what did I do? Well, it was 2010, the internet was about, I asked Google. As you do, I started searching 
terms like financial security, financial freedom, independence, wealth, business ideas. And one topic kept coming back up, and that was property. So I took a bit of action. And I, without a huge amount of knowledge or education, I went out and I bought a repossession property over in Birkenhead on the Wirral. If you know Birkenhead, it is, it's, well, it's not the nicest place on the Wirral, but it's, it's, it's Birkenhead. And that's what I bought, a ex-council, mid-terrace, three-bed property. It had been repossessed. I think on my search to Google, I read that professional property investors get a discount when they buy. So I offered 64,000 against 65. And they said, yes, happy days, my first BNB deal. Um, but I didn't know a lot at this point in time. But anyway, I was off. Um, this property repossessed, hadn't been touched for 30 years. So I did all the work myself. I stripped 30-year-old wallpaper. I sugar soap washed down nicotine stained ceilings, ripped out dirty toilets and bathrooms. Um, it was fun. I was then on YouTube working out how to fit baths and tile and fit kitchens and plumb, um, just trying to save as much money as I could. And it took me about two months to get that back up to a letable standard. Now, here's the thing. It's still managed by Moss Crops today. And they let it out for £575 a month. My mortgage costs, my management costs are 10%, some voids, some maintenance allocation. Once all that was taken care of, I had a net cash flow of £250 a month. Woohoo! But I now had an asset, an income-generating asset. I was no longer trading my time for money. I was no longer solely dependent on me going out to work. Um, yes, I'd invested a bit of savings that I had, and I spent two months of my time busting a gut and grafting, but I now had this asset it's part of my investment portfolio that was generating £250 a month. Now, here's the thing. I got quite lucky with this property, and I've had the same tenants since day one. But from that initial two months' work, I've been paid 129 times over the last 11 years. And the work that I did once. Now, there's a couple of sayings I do quite like. No one ever built a passive income passively, and you've got to work hard enough not to have to work hard. So you've got to put the graft in. You've got to do the work. There's no silver bullet out there. There's no secret, secret scheme that everyone's holding from you. You've got to find the thing and do the work. So I had an asset. This, this now gave me another question, is how do I replicate this? Because as good as 250 pounds is, I couldn't live on that. It was nice, but I definitely couldn't live on it. So I started um, getting out and networking. Now, Networking is probably a bit of an exaggeration at the time. I was well out of my comfort zone. I snuck in last. I tended to be on my phone so I didn't have to talk to anybody because I didn't know anything. I sat at the back, listened to a speaker, quite skeptical. Um, but I pushed my comfort zone. I started getting out there. I realized I need to get around people that were doing what I wanted to do. And I started learning. I started reading. I was on YouTube. I was listening to early podcasts. I was going to sort of any seminars on property and investing that I could find. And I started this, this education process. And there's a few things that have been reinforced over and over again over my journey of the last 11 years. It's that association, who you get yourself around, is really, really key. Jim Rohn said the average of the five, you're the five, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time around. So what does he mean by that if you haven't heard that before? That means that if those five people are overweight, eat too much, drink too much, 
spend all the time in the pub are always skint and moaning, you'll become sick. But it works the other way as well. So if those people are fit, healthy, motivated, driven, successful, or investing or financially free or wealthy, they will pull you up to their level as well. And chances are you'll become sick. So who you associate with is really, really key. And then prior to meeting this guy and him asking me that question, you know, I was, I've been to uni, I've got a degree, I traveled the world, I've managed teams of staff, I'd had responsibility in the, the, the job roles I had. I thought I knew enough. But here's the thing, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know there was better cash flow in properties than single lets. I didn't know about HMOs or service accommodation. I didn't know you could control property through options and more creative ways of structuring and refinancing your, your deposits. Um, you don't know what you don't know. And as your property journey proceeds, that's saying you step up to the next level, the next level, there's always new things to learn. So let's come back to this question. Is it possible for you to be financially free and design a life on your terms? Now, I know some of the faces that are on our on us attendees today, and there's a lot of you guys that I don't know, haven't come across before. But I'm going to hazard a guess that every single one of you would have responded slightly differently to that question. And that's okay. Because how we think about things, how we approach things, the decisions we make are all based on all our experiences and inputs up until this point today. It's the environment we grew up in, the family environment. If we talk about money and investing, it's school process, the education process we went through. It's who we've had as bosses and colleagues and mentors and coaches along the way that all shape our mindset and our thinking. It's the things we listen to. It's the news we watch. If you're still watching the news every day, I cut that out for a start. All these things shape our thinking. Um, and that thinking shapes the decisions we make. And those decisions either reinforce something or the outcome of that decision is different and it makes us reassess things and maybe look at things slightly differently. Now, this guy came along and he changed my thinking. There's another, another saying, you'll be in the same place in five years' time apart from the people you meet and the books you read. So this guy changed, my, changed the path of my life and changed my thinking. So that's okay. How you think about things is absolutely fine. And none of you will be at the end of the side where things are fully fixed and it's the government's fault and they've killed it to the little guy and there's no point doing anything, we're stuck where we are. But we need to have this, this, this growth mindset that if we work hard, if we learn skills, if we learn the knowledge, we can do things. If somebody else can build a property portfolio, so can you. If somebody else can be financially free, so can you. If someone else can have life on their terms, so can you. Does that mean just because you think like that, there won't be challenges, there won't be hurdles? No, of course it doesn't. But it's how you approach those challenges. You win or you learn. You move forward, or you learn some lessons and you grow as a person, so you overcome them easier next time. So as we go through today, we've got some great speakers coming up after me. But the mind works best like a parachute. Have it open. Listen to what they say, have a pen in your hand, a notebook in front of you, take notes, because if you can take a few things away from today, and it's been well worth you getting up and joining us this morning. But just be conscious, be aware of how you think about things. And if you're, you're closed off and you've got this I can't or it's not quite right for us attitude or what if we lose money? What if it goes wrong? What if, what if, what if? And you talk yourself out of things, you miss the opportunities that allow you to move forward. 
So, where am I up to? Back to financial independence. I, I, I bought this first property, so I had an asset now for that, £250 a month. But I realised that, well, I kind of worked out, I was quite good at maths at school, that if I could do that another nine times, I'd have 10 of these. And that would give me two and a half grand a month, which is probably slightly north of the average salary in the UK, I think. But that covers the mortgage and the rent. That covers the utilities and the bills. Covers the car and the fuel. Allows me to eat and put some clothes on my back. Yeah. That was enough for me to live and not to have to go out and work at that point in my life. I've got married since, so it's, and I've got kids, so it's nowhere near enough anymore. But at that point in my life, two and a half grand allowed me to sort of have control of my time. And that, that was a key thing. That was a driver for me. But I didn't want to take 20 years doing that. I didn't want to have to spend ages and ages saving up deposits. And I've been listening to some of these speakers talk about creative ways of financing and recycling deposits, but I was still quite skeptical. And I was starting to realize through the, the learning and the reading that I had these limiting beliefs that I needed to remove. Um, so I went looking for some help. The things I needed help with were my goals. What was it that I, I wanted? And this is different for all of you here today. What each and every, every one of you want out of life or, and what wealth or financial freedom means to you slightly different. And here's the thing, you've got to work out exactly what your goals are that are personal to you because other people's goals will not motivate you. Uh, once you've got a clear vision of what you want, working backwards, you can start to build a, a business plan, a roadmap to, to break that down into sizable chunks to get you to where you want to be. I started to realize that I didn't know a huge amount. There were some fundamental gaps in my knowledge back in 2010. If you'd mentioned yields and return on investment and other bridging terms and stuff, I, I didn't really understand, I didn't really know them. So there were some fundamental gaps. And as I've already said today, I wasn't aware of the different strategies that you could do in property. And there's tons of different ways to make money through property, tons and tons of different ways. But you've got to find what works for you and what aligns with your goals and what helps you reach your, your own personal vision. And then who? Because you can't do it all on your own. There's no such thing as a self-made person. They've all got a team of people around you. Howard today's already introduced the guys behind the scenes that help him put this webinar on. Yeah, if it was all on Howard, I guarantee his head would have exploded weeks ago. Okay, so you need a team of people around you. You've got property management, you've got insurance, finance, bridging brokers, legal accounting advice, you know, you've got maintenance, refer, build teams. You need to start building a trusted network of people that can help pull everything together for you and deliver it. And I was quite conscious that I needed someone to keep me on track because it was quite lonely doing it on my own, wondering if I'd made the right decision, wondering, is this the right property? Does it stack up? Is it a good deal? Um, so I went looking for some regular support, some guidance, community like the Asana community to help get me around the right people. I have somebody I could bounce an idea off that was more experienced than me, that association. And I was starting to realize that I had these limiting beliefs. I need to get rid of that skepticism. Um, working on my personal development, my growth, and who I was associating with. And it, it is so, so, so key. So that's what I went looking for, and that's what I kind of found. And as I've already said at the start of this, 
it took me two years to get to where I wanted to be. And I'd still be on that journey now if I hadn't gone and got myself around the right people that could help me, help me deliver that. So it's about getting rid of those limiting beliefs and, and moving forward. So as we go through today, be conscious of how you're thinking, be conscious of how you're judging or the, the inner voices you're telling yourself about the speakers and the topics they're talking about. Can you become financially free? I honestly believe, yes, you can. Can everybody become financially free? Yes, I believe they can. Will everybody? No. Categorically, no. Because not everybody's willing to. So at the end of the day, you've got to go out there and you've got to take action. So 10 two-letter words. If it is to be, it's up to me. So enjoy the rest of the day. That's me. Thank you very much for listening. Um, take loads of notes. Get loads of value. But most importantly, put it into action and move forward. Cheers. Tom, over to you. Thanks, Kieran. I think you did a better link to me than I did to you at the start. So uh, I wasn't going. I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> so um, I'm, I've already learned something. I've also learned a lot from what you had to say. Really appreciate that. Um, uh, your thing about um, well, I'm sure everyone took different things. And that's the whole point, isn't it? There's different libel moments for people, and I think your your talk there was a very great way to start because it's it's all about libel moments and maybe people thinking about their lives and starting to starting to have little shifts, a little tiny shift, which don't feel like they matter, but really, really, really matter, especially when you're first sort of starting off. Um, so I really liked your your fixed mindset versus um, a growth mindset thing. And I've seen that listed somewhere else as like talent mindset versus versus growth mindset. The idea being that, and that that, that resonated with me when I when I first read about it, and it was really interesting to hear about it again. Uh, so when I was a kid, I was always being told, "Oh, Tom, you're really clever. You're really clever." Which, by the way, was true. But it actually, <laughs> really, it, it really limited me because um, because if you're told you're really clever, then the the thing as a kid you think is, "Well, yeah, yeah, I'm really talented, so I don't need to work very hard." Or at least that <laughs> a lazy person like me. That's what how I took it. And also, you now you've got something to lose. So if you go into this maths test and do badly um you know like you said you were good at maths and so was i but it was like well now i've just lost something whereas if you you know and, and so there's this risk put into it whereas if you if you, so that the whole argument is and i haven't got children so i'm not about to tell anyone else how to raise kids but um the, the the book the thing i was reading was saying when it comes to that sort of thing you know when you when you face with a child is don't say oh, you've, you've done really well like, you must be good at that but instead say oh well done you've done really well like you must have tried hard because it, it's, it's a way of engendering that growth mindset you know later on in life which i think is um just one of the things that i thought was really good about your talk well, thank you very much i think it's all you know it's all about whether you you blame other people or you take responsibility yeah absolutely you know you've got property as well it, it's it's not always easy there are challenges and hurdles and if, if you go oh it's the tenant's fault i've got a bad tenant or you go is it my fault i didn't bet them well enough what can i learn for next time and go forward it's it's responsibility or blame yeah absolutely absolutely right um thanks very much for that